Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, for many people, 65 was that magic number for retirement. And today, that's not even full retirement age. So on today's show, we're going to highlight why it is so hard to retire at 65, and we're going to help you with some other tips as well. Stick around here. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Cruising Through Retirement. That is the show. Kevin Brooker is here. He's behind the wheel. He's guiding us through it. Uh, Kevin is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative, 30-plus years in the business. Silverleaf Financial is where you'll find him, and silverleaffinancial.com. Um, he's also an author. The book's called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. We'll tell you how you can get your free copy before the show is over, so stick around for that. And uh, hi, Kevin. How's things? Oh, things are great. And, and you know what, guys? Interest rates have come up. If you're looking for some guarantees and some safety, just uh, you know, give me a call. I'll be happy to show you how you can protect that hard-earned money you've got. All right. Well, let's do it. I mean, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, we talked about, we, we talked about a little bit about what's going on in, in the market and just in general, the overall sort of atmosphere, if you will, of, of what's going on. And it, this week has been in, insane. It, it's been all over the place. And anybody, if you're if you're watching the day to day movements in the market, you see it's you know we're what, what the end of uh, the end of last week we had some horrible down days. You know, hundreds and hundreds of points lost each day towards the end of the week. As as now we find out what it what was triggered by was uh, the Bank of England uh, reverse course. They were raising rates like our our central bank is here, and then all of a sudden they they flipped. They jumped to the other side and said they're going to start buying buying their own bonds, right? Buying uh, and going the other way and loosening again. And what happened was apparently some large pension plans uh, basically took out margin loans on their pension on their bond investments. Mm -hmm. And they start and they were getting confronted with margin calls. They said they thought they could see over a trillion with a T, a trillion loss oh. from these pension plans. And that's when the Bank of England decided to step in to basically save these plans from, uh, you know, going under. And, and so 
that is a situation going on in the UK, guys. That doesn't mean it's going to happen here. Oh no, There's I don't lot- think I don't think they would do anything quite that rash. Do you? No, no, I don't. I don't think. No, not at all. Not at all. And and I I honestly think here, if if somebody is going to fail, they'd well, I mean, they let Lehman Brothers fail, right? Yeah, they sure so, did. You know, and that was some that was part of the rumor last week that caused the market that cascade lower at the end of last week. That's what it was. It was fear of that we you know we call it contagion. Is it going to happen here? Is it going to happen someplace else? Uh, then we find out First Boston, CS First Boston, uh, is a Credit Suisse. So in other words, European company, mm-hmm. um, that they're having financial troubles. Uh, and then we heard Deutsche Bank out of Germany could be having financial troubles. So that's everything that freaked out the market last week. And that's the thing to remember, guys, in this market. I hear I have a lot of conversations with people. They say, well, well, what do you think is going to happen here? What do you think is going to happen there? And the problem, we can all go back to the fundamentals, right, and say, talk about earnings and things like that. But the reality is this market, there are so many people and so many institutions investing in our stock markets and how we are all interconnected around. These are global markets. You know, yes, there are U.S. based markets, the Dow, the S&P and things, but these are really global. There's a lot of institutions from around the world that have money in these markets, including the Chinese. They're one of the biggest buyers of our bonds, for instance. So what I'm getting at is any, any time something like that happens, most of us, I'd say the great majority, unless you're directly involved, you're not going to be able to see it coming. And, and, and just like the situation last week, nobody, nobody saw this coming, you know, unless you probably worked at one of those institutions. And so that's the reality that I want to remind everybody is that something can come out of left field, uh, you know, in this case, out of the UK, at any point in time, it can send the market, it can cause havoc in the market. And you just want to make sure you're prepared and that you know that can happen at any point in time. You definitely don't want to have more more money in the market than you can afford to lose. And if you're living off it or you're trying to retire and live off of money in the markets, it's critical that you understand this because your portfolio could be decimated right when you need it the most. Oof. Well, I mean, again, that, I mean, can I just jump ahead and say that's where sequence of returns risk comes into play? Yes. And you know what I, I did? I got a little off course here, Steve, and, and you're okay. 100% right. 100% right. You know, we talked a little bit about last week on the show. Uh, and sequence of returns, or we call it sequence risk, is really an important concept. It is a very, very important concept that everybody really should understand. Because what it means, essentially, is that if you're pl- – and this applies if you're planning to live off of your portfolio. So let's say you've got money in stocks and bonds. Maybe plan on retiring with a million dollars, and you've got money in stocks and bonds. And you've always heard that 4% was a safe withdrawal rate. In other words, that's the amount you can withdraw and still – expect or, or have a reasonable expectation that the money is going to last you for a 30-year retirement, mm-hmm. okay? And and so the 4% rate on a million dollars will get you 40 grand, right? So you could take out 40 grand a year. So let's say you've got your money in stocks and bonds and, and you retired middle of last year, let's say. Well, you saw a few months that, that the market was doing great. Maybe your million grew to a million one. But then we got into December where the market peaked, uh, parts of the market peaked, I should say. And then this year, it's depending on how you're invested, you know, we're down eight, aggregate bonds are down 15%. The S&P 500 is down 23, 24%. NASDAQ is down over 30%. So if you lost a quarter of your portfolio, now your you know, million or million one has turned into 750 or eight. And so if you're still going to be pulling that same 40 grand, if it was 800,000, now that means you're, you've increased your withdrawal rate to 5%. Now, maybe that doesn't sound like a lot. All right. And maybe it's not in the overall scheme of things. But I'll tell you what, if you have another bad year, and now your 800 turns into 600. Are you going to keep on pulling 40 grand? Because now if you pull 40 grand, you're at, what's that, six 
between six and a half and seven percent withdrawal rate. Jeez. And I can virtually guarantee you that will not last throughout your retirement. No. Well, so Kevin, how do we avoid that? And what do we have to do to fix it if we're if we're looking at our plan and, and we realize, oh my gosh, this this isn't gonna work? You, you know what? That, that's a great question. And and it's really what I think is the answer. To me, the answer is to have guaranteed sources of income that cover everything that you need. All right. Mm-hmm. And then then your money that you have over and above that. Go ahead, play the stock market, go to Vegas if you want to, because you can lose it and it's not going to impact your income. All right. I don't recommend that, of course. No. All right. But, you know, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you, that's what I plan to do. Me and my wife, you know, we'll go we to Vegas. Secu- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? Actually, that's not a bad idea. I would like to go. It's been a while since I've been to Vegas. Um, you, you know, but that's what we plan on doing in between the trips to Vegas. Uh, you know, I will be I will be putting money into annuities. I've talked about it before. I will be setting up income annuities. I'll have probably half a dozen of them with different companies because then I have the ability to turn each one of them on at a different point in time. So in other words, as I go through retirement, as we go through retirement um, and inflation, right, picks up, things start costing more. I can turn on one of the contracts. It'll give me maybe an extra 500 bucks a month to help deal with rising costs. If I need more money, I'll turn on a second one. Now I got an extra thousand dollars a month. And so on. Each one of them will give me an extra $500. And so throughout my retirement, every couple of years, I start another income stream that gives us more income that's guaranteed to last throughout our lives. And so I know that our income needs are met. And, and when, I, when we budget for the income need, we're going to include recreation too, right? We're going to include the fun stuff, the travel, the golf, whatever it is you like to do, we, got, we have to include that in the budget. And so what I like to do is to start there. You know, when we we look at your income, your expenses, your cash flow uh, in retirement. And we figure out, you know, how much extra money you need to to every month for your bills. What I like to do is start off taking care of the income first. If you're, you know, like let's say you've got that million dollar portfolio, maybe you put three hundred grand into income annuities. Okay. Right. And and then the, the other seven hundred, okay, we can invest in any number of ways, right? But let's take care of that income. So that you know you've got guaranteed income, and then it, then you don't have to look. You know, if you see the stock market down a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand points, I can't imagine how stressful that must be if you're living off of that money. All right, and that's what I want to reduce. I want to eliminate that fear of running out of money. I want to eliminate the possibility that you don't have enough money to pay your bills. And so, to me, the answer is let's let's go with guaranteed income for everything you need. We'll build in a cushion so you can start, so you can generate more income as time goes by, so you can deal with inflation. And then the other monies we invest in other vehicles, whether it's stocks or bonds or um, or other annuities, because they also offer safety. So a lot of people are putting money into these now because of the safety, because they don't want to take a chance. They see a 20, 30, 40 percent drop. Well, aren't uh, I mean, are the rates getting better in light of all that's going on? Y- yes. And that is spot on, spot on. You know what? Guys, you, you really should take a look at these products because as interest rates have gone higher, as the Federal Reserve has been raising, central bank, you know, is raising interest rates, the insurance companies are raising the rates too. And to give you an idea, let's say you're a six, let's say you're 60, okay? Let's say you're a 60 year old and you put 100,000 into a policy and you leave it there for five years, all right? That, that policy will guarantee you over $9,000 a year in income. Now, if you say, oh, that's not that much, well, let's let's compare it to what what else you can do. Let's take the hundred thousand, put it in the stock market. All right. Mm-hmm. If we go back to the four percent rule, right, that means you need over two hundred. Right, two hundred thousand would get you eight grand. Right. Mm. So you need what? What's that? Two and a quarter. You need two twenty five if you're going to pull out four percent. So if you can grow your one hundred thousand to two hundred twenty five thousand in five years, 
then you have a possibility of matching that income with the 4% rate. But again, if you lose some money in the stock market, years two, three, four, five, when after you're starting to pull from it, you got a big problem. Plus, I don't know that there's many people that, out there that are that are confident that they can see some that they can see their 100,000 grow to two and a quarter in five years because of their investment prowess. So, to me, it's a no-brainer. All right, when interest rates were lower, they weren't as attractive, no question. But mm -hmm. now that rates have come up, you know, because I'm saying, you know what, I'm not going to bet on my ability to to get a double on my money, more than a double in five years. And then I've still got to take a chance withdrawing money to make it, to, you know, to withdraw that 4%. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So um, the other thing about it though, guys, some of these contracts now, you can make up to 10% a year with no risk of a loss. All right. No risk of a loss due to the market. All right. Double digit, double digits. And, and I can show you how, if you had one of these contracts for the last 10 years, you could have, you could have made on average about 8% per year again, with no risk of a loss. And Boy. so what I ask everybody is, how, how well did your portfolio do? And you know what, guys? Most people discover that their own portfolio barely made 8% per year. And that's with the risk of losing money, right? Yeah. So I, I would really encourage everybody, take a look at what performance you've actually seen, not just for one year, okay? Because we had a phenomenal couple of years. Look over the last 10 years. Look at your 401k, your IRA. See what your growth rate has been for the last 10 years. I bet you it's it's single digits. Now, those of you out there that have better returns than that, then I'd say congratulations. You'll keep doing what you're doing. Um, but I think the great majority probably don't have much better returns in, in their portfolio with risk. Uh, probably not getting much more than they could get in something that did not have risk. Okay. Well, I mean, again, these are all good things that, you know, you'd be happy to talk with folks about. And, and uh, Kevin, uh, folks, if you want to give Kevin a call, it's 800-975-6717. But also you can visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin right there and uh, send him an email, send him a question. And, and because that really is what you do is, is just walk people through this. And, you know, with everything that's going on right now, we need somebody with experience like you, uh, who is a fiduciary who's looking out for us. Oh, no, no question. And Steve's right. 100%. Any, I'm happy to answer any questions. I don't charge for phone calls uh, or for meetings for that matter. Um, you know, so I'm happy to have a conversation to answer your questions. It's a good way to, you know, to talk, to get to know each other and see if it makes sense to come in and sit down and have a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, but we don't have to do that right away. I'm happy to have you know, as many conversations as you, as you would like over the phone to see if we might be a good fit. And so by all means, check out the website, Silver Leaf Financial. That's a leaf like a tree, um, silverleaffinancial.com. I put up you know, all, the, all the recent podcasts as well as blogs and articles. There's a ton of information on there. We try to keep it fresh and add new stuff all the time. Uh, you know, so please take a look and let me know what you think. And you can get the free copy of The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care on the website. Yes, you can, guys. This, this is free and, and uh, is something I'm happy to email you. Or if you want the hardcover, I, I've got those too. Um, but what I'm trying to show people is that if you, if you want to put some money away for long-term care, uh, because if you look at the stats, the statistics on it, um, basically half the population is going to need some form of long-term care. Uh, maybe, maybe it's something you could tackle at home. Maybe it's something that would be short-term in a facility. Or maybe, unfortunately, it could be something that lasts years. Sure. Um, the, the typical man is in there less than two years. Typical woman is in about three and a half years. Um, and, and what I want to mention to everybody is what's, what I think is really important is looking at your family history. Look to see, do you have any siblings, your parents, your grandparents? 
does your family have a history of Alzheimer's disease? If it does, you seriously should take a hard, hard look uh, at getting some type of long-term care coverage uh, because dementia and Alzheimer's disease are two of the biggest reasons why people are in these places. Sure. And, and, and some people, unfortunately, it, it, uh, uh, you know, they become afflicted, I guess I'll say, in their 60s. And they could be looking at 20 years or more in one of these places that has an average cost of almost $100,000 a year now. So uh, take a look at it, look at your family history and see if it makes sense. And if it does, I can show you how we can set it up and we can use money that you have and we can set it up in a way that if you do need it for long-term care, it can be done on a tax-free basis. And if you don't need it, it will still remain your asset. So either you could use it at a later date or you could leave it to a beneficiary. All right. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, it's not something you have to get, you know, that, uh, that you, that you lose it. You, you do not lose it. Um, you know, if you don't use it, so take a look at it. It's a big expense. It's, it's probably the biggest risk in my opinion to a retired couple's finances is going to be a long-term care situation. All right. 800-975-6717 or silverleaffinancial.com. And so I want to ask you about the fed and, and what they're doing. And, and one, this is sort of the, the way that, they curb inflation, right? And and I think there's some yes. confusion out there because I, I was talking to somebody, and, and so basically they were they were blaming the Fed as as part of the government, and that really is not. They have nothing to do with one another, right? No, well, I mean, they're you know, influenced some... obviously, oh, yeah. but at the same time, sure, it's sure. It, but it's not a government entity, the federal bank. It, uh, yeah, it's 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 not. We don't elect the we don't elect them. Uh, that's what right? I'm they're saying. Point- yeah. Yeah, they're they're appointed by the president. And by the way, the guy that's running the Federal Reserve now was appointed by the last president, not right. by Biden. Um, and if, if, even though I know their television stations and shows that they love to blame Biden for everything, you know, it's like if I get a cold, it's Biden's fault. Um, you know, and they blame him for everything, but he doesn't he doesn't have anything to do with it. All right. Well, yeah. The, that's the exactly fact right. is, it's the Federal Reserve and the central bank that determine interest rates. Uh, it is Congress that has has I would say you know contributed to the mess that we're in with inflation, though. Um, because if you go to the old textbooks for economics, they're going to say inflation is when you have too many dollars chasing too few of goods, right? Yes. So too many dollars chasing too few goods, right? So that's supply and demand, right? And if you look at what happened during COVID, again, with the previous administration, the previous administration pumped out over $1 trillion more into the economy than the Biden administration, all right? So if you want to blame people, it's not just the current administration, it's also the previous one, all right? But they did what they felt they had to do to keep this, to keep the economy afloat, to keep people, you know, uh, under, under having, a, you know, allowing people to have, still have a roof on their house and food on the table, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's easy to look back and say, yeah, they went too far. That's just like the Monday, Monday morning quarterback, you know, the conversations about football games on Mondays, Always. right? It's easy to look back, guys. If you, if you can't look back and say what, what, what's the right answer, then we need to have a whole nother whole nother conversation. <laughs> yes, <right>? sir. <laughs> All right. So anybody can look back. It's easy to look back and say, "Man, why didn't why didn't I buy Amazon in 1997? Yeah. You know, why didn't I buy why didn't I buy Netflix? You know, 20 years ago, right? And and it, anybody that's hindsight is always perfect, right? Of course and it so is. So I, I so I think we need to step back and realize that what everything they're doing, they're making the best decision they can with the information they had at that time. And so it's not the president or the executive branch that's responsible, in my opinion, um, you know, for the current inflation. I do think you could you could blame Congress for for all the money that they authorized over the last several years. Um, But it takes time to go through the economy. Right. And so the Fed raising rates now 
what they're trying to do is slow down the economic growth by raising rates. What it does is it uh, uh, it's slow. You know, it's going to lessen the likelihood, for instance, that you're going to borrow money because you got to pay a higher interest rate. So it lessens the likelihood you'll borrow money, right? And that will slow down economic activity. It's le- it's going to lessen the likelihood that you know banks they're not going to be as free with their money. They're going to be looking for higher credit individuals because they see the signs. Jamie Dimon warned about a recession a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So they want you to pay back that loan that they give you, right? So I think I think lending standards are, have become tighter, meaning meaning people on, that are borderline probably are going to have a hard time getting a loan, and and what and it's all because we're trying the the Federal Reserve is trying to slow down slow down the growth, and by slowing down the growth, we reduce the number of dollars chasing those goods, as I mentioned before, right? And that will bring down inflation, and it's working, it's working, and you can see it you can see it by the number of companies. That are announcing they're not only are they not hiring right a lot of tech companies that like have i think facebook announced that this is like the first time ever that they didn't have a record quarter yeah i mean every quarter forever and ever and ever they've been increasing revenues and increasing earnings it's like forever since they've been around they just announced the very first time um that that they're not seeing that and so zuckerberg and, and meta are uh, um you know they're they're not hiring and they're talking about cutting people and so we're seeing a lot of we're ta- we're hearing a lot more talk about layoffs. Uh, we're and and so what the Federal Reserve is doing it is working, and and that does have some people concerned that they're going to go too far, and that could slam us into a hard recession, not just a soft landing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems so. There's yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot going, going on. on. <laughs> there's, yeah, exactly, there's a lot going on. Yeah, no question. Well, all right. Let's. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to distract you or, or take you down a different path, but I was just curious about that. Um, no, no, I think it's good. I think, I think it's a good question. And I think it's a valid point. And, uh, you, you know, I, I would like, I would like people to look a little further. Don't, don't just listen to these idiots on television or yeah. idiots on the radio or on a podcast for that matter. All right. Just please do your own research. Look into it. Um, there's a lot more going on. It's not the, the president is really just a figurehead in my opinion. Um, He's not the source of the problem. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The um, uh, so we were t- you were talking about the magic number sixty five, and and you know I remember growing up. I mean that was the number that my parents bandied about sixty five. Yep, we're gonna be done. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. It's not so much. Sure. <laughs> that that no. all changed, and that all changed that about ch- five years before my mom was gonna retire. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you know it is it, it it's hard it's hard to retire right. I yes, mean, if, of course. If, 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 if you didn't inherit a bunch of money, you know, if you weren't somebody that was born and your parent, you know, your parents were gazillionaires, yeah, then it, it, then it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you're like most, if you worked in the private sector, chances are you don't have a pension plan, you know, like, like growing up a lot of my, a lot of my, you know, my uncles and my grandparents, um, they all had pension plans, you know, so they had a pension plan plus a social security. And so they had a lot more guaranteed income than most of us do now. And that's why I was talking earlier about giving yourself guaranteed income. It's just, I call it like a personal pension plan. If you can do it, you should put some money into some vehicles that'll give you a guaranteed income source for life to replace the pension plan that you don't have. And then you have that in addition to your social security, and then that should get you get you the income that you need. You know, but talking about 65, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the numbers now are about 25% of the population thinks they can retire at 65. So three quarters, they, you know, it's unsure if they, if that could happen. <laughs> well, true. Or they just yeah, plan you know, on working beyond that, I guess. 
I guess they just plan on working past that. Some some people just default and say, I'll probably be dead by then. But but I say, you know, you could have a big problem if you're not. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, if, if you are, then you don't have any troubles. No, no, no question. Um, but I think that's a heck of a risk to, to take. And and I tell you what, one thing that, that I uh, that I've seen is like, for instance, a lot of people about 25, also 25 percent, about a quarter of the population claims of Social Security at 62. Now, if, if you have no choice, then then you got to do what you got to do. I understand that. But if you do have flexibility at all to wait, guys, it's we're still in a situation that Social Security is going up at a guaranteed rate of almost 8% for every year you wait. And you should ask yourself, where else can you get a guaranteed almost 8% anywhere? And the yeah, answer is nowhere. Really? Nowhere, exactly. Seriously, the answer is nowhere. All right. If you wait, the difference between 62 and 70, I believe, is about 77%. So... That's in other words, that's how much your check will be. Your check will be permanently bigger for every month that you wait, not just by annually. Each month you wait, it gets bigger. All right. And, but what I suggest really is to wait as long as you can. I would, I would strongly encourage you to wait at least until your full retirement age. Um, and you know what? There's some talk, there's some research out there that shows if you have enough money put away and you did want to retire early, if you're able to do it, maybe you take a little bit of money from your 401k and you delay starting your social security. Now, this is something we'd have to talk about one-on-one -on -one to see if it makes sense for you. Sure. But there are some people that it does make sense for because they have enough money put away. So they say, you know what? I'll retire at 65. I'm just gonna live off my savings for, for two years. And then at 67, I'll turn on my social security. And that's how they're retiring early. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. The key that I'm looking for is to make sure that you're comfortable and you're protected you know, from anything that might come your way that winds up a financial surprise, you know, we don't want you to have to, to struggle or change your way of life because we didn't anticipate something. Sure. But again, but those are the kinds of things. And that's the advantage of, of working with someone like you, Kevin. You've got, you know, 30 plus years. You're a fiduciary. You're independent. You know, and as you've said many times, Kevin, this is not your first rodeo. You've seen these kinds of situations in the past and have helped people through. Because no matter what, Kevin, we still got to retire. We do. We do. I know I do. I know yeah. I do. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, you know, if, if you're fortunate that you that you love your job, you love the people you work with, then 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 uh, you, you've been blessed in that situation. And I would say stay there as long as you can, because because that that that'd be an ideal situation to continue working, because every year, every extra year of work, that's an extra year that you're saving money, that you're not taking money out of, of your piggy bank, so to speak, you know. And, and so I think it, I think it's important, especially that we started off earlier talking about sequence risk. That is yeah. so critical, especially in those first four or five years. That's, that's where, you know, can you imagine if you retired the end of last year and you left all your money in the stock market? Oh boy. You, you just, you just got, you just got, you know, that, that hurt, man, that hurt. You're down, you could be down 25, 30%. Um, and I, and I wouldn't want to take that chance that that's money you had to live off of. So what I like to do is, is let's talk about you know money that you want to save, money that you want to keep safe, that you don't want to lose. How about if I could show you ways that you could participate in the gains of the market, but you have no risk of a loss, none. And, and, and what I'm talking about are, yes, those products called annuities that get a bad rap out there. Um, and I'm going to tell you, it is not a bad word, all right? But guys, they're not all the same. They're not all, there, are some, there are some annuities that I wouldn't put a dime into because the expenses are just too high. But there are some other ones I can show you that have no expenses that have averaged 8% a year if you owned it for the last 10 years uh, without 
any risk of a downside loss, any risk of a loss at all. And so to me, that's a good way to, to protect your money. Uh, I believe these act like a different asset class. And I can show you research that'll show you that uh, in, in a lot of cases, for instance, if you replace your bond portfolio with index annuities, you'd ha- you'd, you could lower your risk and maintain the same returns, if not get better returns. So they really should be evaluated for you on an individual basis to see if it makes sense for you based on your objectives and how much risk you want to take. Um, don't just write them off. Take a look at them, understand them, and uh, and see if it might make sense for you. Sure. And, and again, those are the kinds of conversations that you have every day. What are you hearing from your clients today, these days, Kevin? Um, are they in panic mode? Are they feeling safe? Are they feeling secure? They, no, they're not. They're not in pan. They're not panic mode. I, for the great mar- the great majority of them, um, they're they're not concerned at all because they they've been in the markets for years and years. They understand we go up and down. Uh, you know, I of course send out notes and have conversations and point out that, you know, we we have gone through this before, um, and we were kind of overdue for a correction. Um, but at the same time, we've we've got things protected. You know, I always start off as I mentioned earlier. I always start off talking about what do you want to keep safe. Let's figure out what we want to keep safe. Let's figure out what we need for income. And then what's left over, we can talk about taking risk. But I want to take care of the necessities first and make sure we've got those bases covered, uh, make sure we've got the safety and the lifestyle that we want before we take a chance of putting it somewhere that you could possibly lose it. Now, I don't, I don't think you know, this is going to be a, a, you know, a decade lost. There are some people out there now, prominent people on Wall Street, saying that they think the next decade that, that the market, in other words, they're saying the market will not be higher 10 years from now. That's what they're saying. Whoa. Now, it seems like a I bold pers- statement. No, it is. It is. And, and, you, and you always should ask yourself, are they saying that just to get some, you know, news time? Yeah. You know? um, and I do. And I know there are some out there that will do that. There's a lot of analysts, like young analysts, when they first start on Wall Street, they, they realize that, hey, if I can make some really bold call and that if it actually comes true, I, they just made themselves, a, you know, they made themselves a celebrity now. They're a star because they came out and made this crazy prediction and it came true. And so there's plenty of them that are willing to say very bold things, you know, like a lot of politicians, I guess, because it's going to get you press. It's going to get coverage. It's going to be covered by the media. And so don't believe all the sensationalism and all the hype that's out there. Um, I do think it's, it's important to take a look at the fundamentals. Um, and we do see the, a big part of the problem with the markets is the Fed raising rates and that old saying, don't fight the Fed. That's, that's totally true. You know, so, so in other words, when the Fed starts raising rates, you know, maybe step back a little bit. There's, you don't have to take on more risk right now, all right? And that is what I'm telling people is I don't think now is a time to get crazy and let's, you know, let's be brave and start taking on a bunch of risk. No, I don't I think, think now, so. You know, I, I think you should maintain being cautious. I do think that the market's probably going to stick and stick around this up and down pattern for at least a few more months. And I think that's going to happen until we get a clear direct, you know, until we see this, uh, until we become confident that the Federal Reserve is done raising interest rates. So I think when that happens, when the market starts to think the Fed is done raising rates, that might be that might be the time to start to take on more risk if that's in line with uh, with your strategy. But again, as as we move through all of this and the market continues to be like like you just said, up and down. I mean, there are opportunities, and as as things begin to change, that's when you know we've got to make the move, right? No question, no question. But it, but it does. It's you know, it's difficult on a show like this to 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 uh, uh, to even give a recommendation. Oh, I know, understood. Be, you, you know, because 
it's going to be different if you're 75 versus if you're 35, right? Yeah. And, and, and maybe you're a person that's comfortable taking risk and you're good with it because maybe you've got a really high income and you say, you know what, I'll make more money if I lose it. It's okay. Versus somebody else that might be in a different situation that says, I can't really afford to lose this, you know? So, so it all depends on the individual, but if, if you do have a, if, if you, uh, if you're comfortable taking risk and you've got a longer term horizon, and, and that means in my opinion, at least five years, then I think there are some, I think there are some great things. And what I've been telling people is to nibble though. Don't just jump in with both, you know, both fit with both fists full of, you know, yeah. don't just, <laughs> please don't. All right. I've been telling people to nibble and that means figure out how much, you know, if you want to put, I, I don't know what the number is. If, if it's a hundred grand, you want to put towards some group of stocks, then maybe put it, put in 20% of it here, you know, put in a little bit because there's a good chance we're going lower before we go higher. Um, but if I'm wrong, if we do go higher, if we turn around for some reason, then at least you've got a, you've got a stake in there, you know, but I think, I think maybe doing 20% a month for the next five months might, might, might make sense for some folks that are out there. If that's in line with what you're trying to accomplish. Silverleaffinancial.com. That's the website. Check it out. You can also reach Kevin that way as well. Just right there on the homepage or give him a call 800-975-6717. Well, Kevin, these shows always go by so quickly, but today I really enjoyed this and in, in that we covered some ground. We, we tackled some questions that I think people are asking. It was good stuff. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I, I appreciate it, Steve. And I, and I think those are important questions and guys, you want, you want to take a look, you know, if you are short-term, short-term bonds, I just bought some short-term treasuries, three months treasuries for myself about a week ago. And I'm, I got 3.3 on three month treasuries. So, you know, if you have some short-term money, you're not sure what to do. Maybe took a take a look at some sh very short-term bonds, three months, six months, you know, things like that. That might serve you well until you figure out where you want to go with those month, with those funds. All right. So uh, our takeaway from all of this is what today, Kevin? I, I, the takeaway is to, is to exercise some caution here. You know, we're, we're in a period of time. We might have some big news coming up real soon. It's not a time to add a bunch of risks. So take caution. We can always take more risk on later on. Just be careful right now um, as you're adding to p positions with, uh, with, with risk. Definitely avoid the companies that aren't showing good profits. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray 
showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. 